listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast. Episode 300 of the Nerds Assemble podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Paul, aka Retroid. Um, sorry about the absence. There's been a lot of stuff going on. If uh, I think we're going to be calling this episode maybe Outbreak Central. Um, as far as we're aware, no one's had freaking COVID, um, but everyone has been um, afflicted in ways that could be, you know, cross-construed with COVID, but nobody can tell because PCR tests are a thing for actually confirming the disease anymore outside of particular medical settings. Yeah. Fun Mind times. You, you know, we, we could all decide, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea to drive down to Dover in a car and queue? Oh, yes. On the we same could... day. That would be good, wouldn't it? That'd be really good. That would really um, work out. Dear Lord. Um... Uh, but uh, another thing uh, that's been making it hard for us to record episodes because uh, uh, I have had issues uh, be staying up to past too much of my bedtime uh, is because I am pregnant. I am four months pregnant at the time of recording, and uh, yeah, the first trimester especially has, was like um, uh, evenings. Hmm. Yes, I would like to do this. <laughs> It's so, like, here's your energy. It's like, no, you're not having that. Yeah, like, just about managed, you know, obviously, unfortunately, make it through work and uh, have a bit of tea and then be like, oh, yeah, like, I have so many plans to watch, read, play, knit. No. No. Well, so, you, you, you do have a large ongoing project going on. I do have a large ongoing project going on. Um, I've got, I got another, another midwife appointment uh, this week, so that'll be fun. Meant to be having uh, my uh, whooping cough vaccine. Um, but for those of you who aren't aware, the, the hope is that basically if I manage to uh, give give the baby breast, you know, breastfeed the baby, antibodies related to the whooping cough vaccine that I've received will pass on to them because unfortunately babies up to so, so many months are unable to have a whooping cough vaccine because they're too little. Yeah. But they could still catch it and of course it could still be incredibly dangerous for them to catch it. So, I'm not looking forward to that, but I'm doing it. Taking yeah, taking one for the team. Taking one for the team. Basically, the, the, the team that you cannot escape for another uh, few good months yet. <laughs> yeah, they, babies due at the start of January, so uh, New Year slash well, really Christmas could get um, interesting. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah, it's like but Paul's already aware of the fact that he can't drink over Christmas and New Year's, like. It's just, this is no point. Is it constantly on call? Constantly on call. But you know, the really good news is that um, as I, because I've been teetotal for quite a long time, even prior to pregnancy, mm. uh, over the course of the last few years, the range uh, and variety and quality of zero alcoholic beverages has really improved. Um, it, it has, but I, I have not been sampling it. <laughs> Well, if you decide to, there, there, there is some good stuff out there. Um, um, 
I'm, you know, for, you know, FYI, um, for the period of this podcast, I am under the influence of old jock scotch L 6.7 ABV, brewed in Scotland. Oh, I'm a bit envious of that, but it smells nice. I have to say, it's a rather nice one. Oh, I've just got a bottle of water at the moment because it's been a hot day. So, uh, if you think about yeah. it, they're the same, they're almost the same thing. This is true, technically, it is mostly water content. Um, but yeah, so enough about me and, and being pregnant for the time being. Uh, the plan, I would say, currently is that uh, seeing how things go, obviously, do come back to the podcast once the baby has been born. You never know, the baby might absolutely love having like Paul and me talking into a microphone in the middle of the night and be quite happy to just sleep in like a sling or something on us whilst we podcast. Who knows? Good luck with that. Yeah, that's the dream, and, and, then, and then that also means they might be able to do D and D. Yeah, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm not a father, but I am an uncle, and I'll just mm. say, good luck with that. Yeah, we'll just have to train them well. I, I was already wondering the other day, could I get like a giant stuffed kind of like D twenty dice that are suitable for like you know under well at least maybe under threes. Or something. Yeah, like, like a, a big quickly plush D twenty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that surely if that doesn't exist, it's it's a gaping hole in the market. Nerds get pregnant as well. Nerds yeah. have children. Like the issues that I have seen them around before, but the issues I don't think they've necessarily been designed with that kind of like standard. You know, kind of like yeah. age standard like in mind. So. Yeah, but um, before we're basically making this a catch-up episode, aside from everyone's health. Um, oh yes, yeah, so yes, we both. I, I mean, I know I sweltered uh, last week uh, somewhat whilst being ill and pregnant uh, during the heat wave. Uh, what about yourself, Retroid? Um, well, first of all, what temperature did it get to where you are in this uh, the sort of corner area? Not as bad as the southeast. The, or even Plymouth. The issue being that obviously it's it's D- Dubai wasn't as bad as yeah the south. Like we got into the, I would say probably like the low, sort of depending. It was a lot of high twenties to low thirties, mm. which is very unusual for us. Um, you know, like because yeah, well, you're so coastal for a start. Yeah, basically, you're, you're, you're southern. But you are coastal, so a lot of the, you know, you get a lot of incoming sort of yeah. sea breeze. Yeah, basically. Um, like, I wouldn't, uh, like, thankfully, I didn't have to go into the centre of um, Truro, which is the capital of Cornwall, at any mm. point, which is, uh, or any, like, developed area, as it were, because that would have been worse. At least where I'm at, there's, like, trees and stuff. Yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, whereas somewhere like Truro, it's only really got trees in its parks. It doesn't have really any at a street level. Mm. But, uh, we're just a little bit by the cathedral. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, I th- I thought we were going to be fine because I thought we were in Dundee. Well, yeah. Which, you think? You know, it has a reputation with the Scots for being mm. cold. Mm-hmm. The Scots think Dundee is cold. Wow. So, you know, um, I, I, I was reasonably happy and I was watching um, the Amber Weather Warning, which stopped just north of Edinburgh. 
burn, you know, for the, you know, up to mm-hmm. about you know, 30 degrees mm-hmm. temperatures. And then without consultation, without even asking me if it was okay, <laughs> it was extended over Dundee as well. And it's, and we had, um, yeah, if, if not just over 30 degrees, then definitely 30. Oh, no. No, and it's too, too much. It's, it's just, I wish to, I'm on the east coast of Scotland near the Tay and is it you know ever you know everyone jokes that it's too damn cold here and thirty degrees was simply not acceptable. No. I, I, I can completely understand that. Um, so I remember Yeah, it, it, it was yeah. impossible to sleep and with everything being stone and brick that heated up during the day. Mm. Which meant that um you know for the day after when the temperatures dropped it was still too damn hot. Oh jeez. So I did. I didn't approve. Yeah, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to like anything nearing or just above thirty because when I went to the US in 2016, and I was in Houston in February, mm. and um, they had whilst I was there, it was sort of like 32 to 44 degrees C outside. Wow. Uh, no. And I didn't have to that, go. That, that, that's a big no. Yeah, and like obviously like thank fuck the hotel had air conditioning. But if you had to go outside for a bit, which I did here and there to go and get stuff, it was like fucking hell. Fucking hell. And I'm sorry, I don't know how anyone living in the southeast in that coat. Um it's because you know what you know for anyone who's you know from mainland you know Europe or you know especially southern Europe or the yeah. US we don't have air conditioning here because we've never had to have it yeah so you know oh and yeah all our houses are brick and stone more or less whereas in the US they're built to you know like sensible levels because they they know it's going to get blazing hot yeah, in some parts again, of the country. But then again, like if you consider a lot of new build uh, in the UK these days, it, it, it mm. has some brick on the outside, but the majority of it is timber frame now. And as we unfortunately saw in several fires that happened and it affected it, communities, yeah. that had the other effect. So, yeah, we, I suppose you, we, we just had like spontaneous. Fight, you know, um, you know, raging fires that consumed, you know, block huge blocks of houses in, um, yeah. you know, the southeast of, uh, you know, England, and it's just we don't normally get that. No, we really do not, really do not. Um, so yeah, uh, climate change is really real. The climate emergency is real. Um, I really wish uh, our current leadership would fucking do something about it. But all we can do at the moment is make this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Okay. And another thing, etc. Etc. Yeah. Um, so we get two bits of news before we catch up with what we've been up to, aside from being ill and suffering the heat. Uh, so uh, I was very amused uh, when it was reported a few weeks ago that um, a signed first edition of the entire Harry Potter series went unsold at an auction at Christie's. Um, that's Christie's Auction House, which is like you know, if you don't know your auction houses, you you have two big names: it's Christie's and it's Sotheby's. They're like the two main names, like in this country, like for for the elites, as it were, uh, around the world, like two big, yeah. legitimate in speech marks auction houses. Yeah, and uh, 
they went on sold it was just you know perfect you know, it was, you know, they, they were signed first edition, weren't they? So the entire mm-hmm. idea was it was supposed to be they were going to go for quite a bit. Yeah. And everyone just went, no, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I do wonder if it's getting to the stage where people, like, I donated my Potter books to Oxfam mm. um, before the turfness got really bad. But I, and so they probably did sell. But I wouldn't say that would necessarily be the case donating them today. I mean, they did. I mean, all charity shops got to a point, um, not because of the actions of the writers, but they got to a point previously where they wouldn't accept copies of things like Fifty Shades of Grey and its sequels or um, the Da Vinci Code and its sequels because there were just too many of them published. Because it's just, oh, good, another dozen copies of this bloody book that we can't sell. Yeah. Well, sorry, say published, printed. Um, yeah. yeah, it was like you could build freaking houses at the amount that people tried to like donate to charity shops. So that that could be on its way. And then the other bit of news, which is more of a slight mystery, but um, Snyderbots, anyone? Snyderbots, Snyderbots. Um, does whatever a Snyderbot sw- can. Yeah, well, release movies, that should be for God. Yeah. Um, So if you hadn't heard, uh, Warner Brothers uh, commissioned a report into stuff to do with the Snyder Cut of uh, Justice League and uh, uncovered some interesting stuff. And Rolling Stone managed to get their hands on a copy of the report. And... uh, yeah, the, the, the report seemed to suggest that uh, there had been a lot of uh, fake accounts involved in the uh, driving the uh, demand for this uh, Snyder Cut release. Surely not, Emily, because every single trend that appears on Twitter is completely organic and made of real people. I know, right? Like, gosh, she would have thought that. I mean, the question of who organised it it still remains. We are not implying that uh, Snyder um, organised it. I personally don't think he's capable of that amount of uh, forethought and planning. Um, but After it seeing does... his films, no, he's, I don't think he's one for planning. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I can only only speculate that it was a certain corner of the internet that is infamous for this kind of um, campaigning. Bollocks. Mm. Just seeing they could do it. Just seeing if they could do it for the heck of it. So, they, so can, we, two- can we do it? Yeah, and it, it turns out it's a, well. It, I mean, as an example of this kind of thing, you only have to look at the bullshit that was going on about Morbius. Oh God! With the oh, it's trending. It keeps trending. People keep talking about it on social media. Why don't we put it back in cinemas? Oh, it's died there again. I mean, there is some really weird stuff going on with um, Twitter trending at the moment. I mean, not that I don't hate it, but for instance, um, Hanagram, which is the ship of Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham from the mm. for the TV series, has trended multiple times in multiple territories over the past couple of weeks. Um, without any major kind of like campaigns from fans and 
Um, also, just Hannibal and Will Graham have also trended individually. Like, and it's so, like that. Like, there's less posting about the two now than there was previously because the show's not currently available on Netflix in the US. So technically, interest has died back a bit. So it's kind of like, what? Well, how have these things ended up as trending topics? Um, yeah, it's well, just. No. I mean, you know, there's, you know, on one hand, you've got the power of nerds. Yeah. But on the other, you, you've got to think that there's, you know, there are people who just find it funny to see if they can get a thing happening. Yeah. But like I said, there hadn't been any apparent fandom effort. Like, there hadn't been, like, any pushes for, like, a massive, like, um, rewatch. I mean, there have been rewatches organised on Twitter by certain, like, there's, like, a couple of, like, leading kind of, like, fandom accounts that are, like, kind yeah. of, like, um, sort of, like, Hannibal News and support accounts sort of thing. Um, but, yeah. Like, like, and it wasn't even the, you know, For You trending segment. It was, like, you know, trending in the territory of the people checking in on trending topics. Yeah. So anyway, so basically, I mean, the Twitter algorithm is all out of whack. Maybe Elon Musk had a point in his uh, refusal to uh, go through uh, with the buyout of Twitter. It's um, a, a, only accidentally, though. Yeah, only accidentally. And I've been horrified by the um, images created uh, since a bathing photo of him surfaced online last week, yeah, I, have, that's... I wish it, I, I wish there was a way to just block a particular image from showing up. Now you see, you know, the whole thing with that is when you're a billionaire. Come on, mm. like I, I don't want to body shame, but like it was kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just when, it, when, when you've got an ungodly amount of money, you can hire someone to do personal training. Yeah, and also well, it will it will just help you in the long run. Yeah, like uh, like uh, maybe Tesla should be concerned about his health. Um, just because, mind you, I do wonder what would happen with Tesla in the event of his death. Would they actually be better off? I think they would be. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they would be. Um, anyway, so so what have we been up to aside from ill, me being pregnant, uh, boiling to death, um, analysing uh, social media trends and uh, auction trends? What have we been up to? Retroid. So I, well, I have a few things written down. Oh I've my actually, gosh. I've actually taken notes. <gasps> Um, apart from my usual bullshit, which is you know fixing old stuff. Oh yeah, um, can you can I just ask a minute? Can you can you just talk through that thing with that floppy drive from the other day, please? Oh, um, well, basically, I uh, yeah. Long you know, long story short, um, I you know I own an Atari eight. 8-bit computer and a floppy drive um, which a friend bought for me uh, as a present from a charity shop and another floppy drive uh, came up on eBay and he was buying it now with the, I can't get this to work, I don't know what's wrong with it, I'm selling it for 15 quid and let me put it this way, they're worth more than 15 quid Yeah, yeah 
So I just thought, well, it, it, I don't even have to consider this for long. It's just, yeah, 15 quid, I'll have it. Thank you very much. And then I can compare it to my working one. Um, and it turned out that when I opened this new drive up, because I've had it for a few months, so I've just not had the time. Um, I opened it up, looked it at the main board, and there's a single chip which is sitting there with a very obviously broken leg. Yeah. And um, I did more of a um, you know a dive into this, and I looked it up, and it turns out that that is not the chip that comes with that drive. Mm. And as it turns out, because um, Western Digital, who are still in the you know the drive storage business, yes. Um, they were doing quite a lot of the floppy controllers, the floppy drive controllers, which um, you know the you know your old your oldie styly computers would require to talk to you know digital media that wasn't a tape deck. Um, and this is apparently a relatively common modification because the original chip that's in these, which is you know designed to interface with a floppy drive mechanism. Mm-hmm. Because the floppy drive mechanisms were relatively standard. And then you would need a chip to talk to them. And then that, you know, you would have, um, you know, a small computer, um, you know, setup to interpret the data from that floppy drive controller and send it to the computer so that you could load games and stuff. You know, I presume other software other than games exist in the bit days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it turned out that the. Uh, the chip that was used in these drives <laughs> so five and a quarter inch floppy drives single sided um, was a little bit prone to overheating and dying so some enterprising modders which you know is a long running tradition with computer hardware especially in the 70s and 80s um, early 80s when this came out um, worked out that you can use a later version of the you know, of this, um, you know, series of chips. Mm-hmm. But you have to break the connection on one of the legs. And this particular leg um, handles the double-sided floppy drives. So it's basically, you, you either, you know, poke this leg out of the socket or you cut this leg off, which is what happened on mine. And then that way, it just it can't see the second um, you know, side of the uh, the floppy disk, and it presumes that oh well, I must just be in a half capacity, and therefore it works. However, that that's not helping me at the moment because with the, this floppy drive, um, the drive does not work. Um, and because I've got the two of them, I thought, well, you know, one of the most obvious things I can do is I can take the the floppy drive mechanism itself out of the new one that I got from eBay and put it in my original floppy drive mm. and see if it works. And the answer is, it does more than it does in the in the broken drive, but it still does not work. Oh. So, yeah, I was hoping it would be easy like that, because then, you know, if it... You know, I, I like it when I have to work stuff out, not like that Trinitron TV, which was sold as not working, and it turned out that it just had a flap on the front that had a master power button. 
So the bloke who sold it obviously must have tried all the buttons on the you know, on the front and you know looked for them on the back and go, well, this TV isn't switching on. I will sell it as normal working, and I'll just you know pull these this flap down at the at the front of the TV and he's good boom and switches on. That's that's too easy. I appreciated it because it's a Trinitron with a built-in VHS uh, you know recorder for thirty quid delivered. I appreciated that bit, but not the actual fix, which was yeah. finding the power button. <laughs> it's not very exciting as a fix. But yeah, with this floppy drive, it's it's well, it's gonna it's gonna need a little bit more working out. That the you know there's something I presume it's the mechanism, but I noticed that there are potentiometers on the uh, the motherboard, and they are designed to regulate the voltages that go to you know the drive motor and uh, the signal that's coming off the drive, you know all that kind of thing. So it could be that um, for, with the modification that they did, I'm going to have to look into this modification that they did on this floppy drive <laughs> because it's it's just you know there's something going on. Hmm. that I don't know. And I'm looking up, up information on the Atari 1050 floppy drive and it's coming up short. Other than, you know, when I was Googling for, you know, that model number with this chip number and then people were saying, oh, yes, it's in, you know, it's a, um, you know, a common modification and this is how you do it. And it's just, right, so I'm going to have to work backwards from there. Mm-mm. But at, at least I know... There's something else going on. It's not just that chip that's gone wonky. So it's it's going to be it's going to be one of those things. I'm I'm going to be scratching my head over it for another few days. Yeah. Okay. I'd really hope that you'd found what the fuck was going on. After I after I saw um, your tweets about it, yeah. and I was replying last night, but but damn. Yeah, because it, it it was a you know in a real time. Oh, have I found the problem? And then it was like, no, <laughs> but I found something else which is going on with this drive, <laughs> which is it's always oh you nerds, you 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 know you nerds from decades past have um you know found ways to do things, but have you necessarily written everything down that I need to undo it or fix it? Or, or has it also been lost lost to the times of internet search as well as internet search gets worse? Yeah, there's yeah, it's it's it can be difficult to narrow things down because it's all about trying to flog your things. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> but yeah. So aside, so aside from that hardware issue, aside mm-hmm. from that, and thank you for talking talking me through that because I wanted to know more of what yeah. was going on. Well, think, fingers crossed. There's more, but yeah, but and hopefully you will obviously figure the fricker out. But um, what have you been up to? So, well, um, bleh, uh, being too warm was a, a major thing. Yeah, um, yeah, and not being able to breathe with a like a a bug, but um, mm. that that seems to have sodded off, thankfully. Um, but we I, we have been watching things on um, the Flixnet, oh, the Flixnet, um, and thank you know, and with our mutual friend Dave Internet as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, let's see. There are you know I'm going to run through these quite quickly because well most of them quite quickly. 
<laughs> let's let's see. Um, one thing that we gave a try because it came up on the you know the recommended on Netflix, and mm. we thought mm, we'll we'll give it a go. Um, a series called First Kill. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. Is this the one that's about the vampire hunter versus the vampire and they fall in love? Yes. Okay. I am. Yes. I am on the same page then. Yes. I have watched it, but I know of it. Yeah. It's it's a little bit teeny. Mm -hmm. But then I watched Buffy the first time around. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to judge something based on that. You know, you can get teeny things which are decent. Um, and it, it sort of messes around a bit with a vampire and the sort of Slayer mythos, but yeah, the the gist of it is there's um, a young lass uh, from a sort of an old money family, mm. uh, and this um, this lass who's from a you know a family who's just moved into the area. Go, still going to the, you know, and they're going to the same high school, and they, you know, it's it's very clear that um, the last from you know old money is extremely into this new girl, and by the end of the first episode, it is so it's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. You discover that um, that you know the old money is also is old money because it's a vampire family. And um, the new family that's moved into the area, you know, the other girl belongs to, um, a, um, a traveling slayer family. Mm. So they go around um, hunting, you know, all the, you know, the various kind of supernatural wildlife that crops up in, you know, in various places. And they've, they've noticed that there's, you know, there's stuff going on in this town. So um, they go to a high school party, which, you know, they do because it's high school. There's always a party. There's always a party. Yeah, um, they go into the the sort of larder thing, and um, you know, for a, uh, you know, a bit of a hello, missus. Um, you know, sort of um, exploratory kissing thing, and it it turns out that um, this you know the um, the old money lass uh, has a sudden urge to feed because Uh-oh. she's reaching the sort of age of you know maturation for her you know type of vampire um and so she bites the slayer who then stakes her Uh and spoiler spoiler because it would be a very short season otherwise it turns out that if you're pure blood vampire you know from you know the old original vampire lineage then you can't be staked but it just hurts Oh, so um, you you have the situation where she's well. I still like this last, but she staked me, which is rude. And you have um, Slayer last, who's well, di- you know, did I did I fuck up? You know, was this this is supposed to be my first kill? Because because you see that they're clever there. That's where the title of the series comes from because it's supposed to be um, you know the vampire's first kill, where she you know they have their first feed, and then they become you know full vampire and sort of blossom into their vampiness. Mm. And it's the the Slayer's uh, you know she's not actually killed anything yet. So they're both after the first kill, just, you know, diametrically opposed. And after that, it's, yeah, it's trying to work shit out. And it, 
it largely works. It's a little bit teeny. It takes some, you know, there are some uh, things where it kind of rewrites the vampire mythos. mythos. Um, thankfully, no one is shiny. But that is a relief. So that that's that's a relief. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a if you're wanting something that's a bit buffy, then it's it's a sort of a you know, a fluffy, non-offensive series. It it's not by any stretch. It's a, oh my god, I'm glad this got made. But it's perfectly watchable genre TV. Yeah, which is. Yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes that's all you want. I just to bring it up because it's re- it's related, but mm-hmm. I did see the Comic Con trailer. I think it's Comic Con trailer. It's, it's only come out recently. It could have been Comic Con mm-hmm. uh, for the new interview with a vampire uh, TV series that AMC is oh. putting out. I- I, I had kind of heard a whisper about that, but I've not looked up anything. So yeah, so there is a trailer more. now. There is a trailer now. It looks interesting. Um, they haven't necessarily chosen characters that look uh, as described by Anne Rice in the novels, which to me is fine. Like I'm not hugely attached to the novels uh, for the Vampire Chronicles. So, But yeah. it, it does look like it's going to be bloody me- and messy, which considering it's AMC making it, you would hope it wouldn't be like some kind of teen thing. And if we consider the fact that if it was the original interview of vampire film with Pitt and Cruz, when that yeah. was, came out, I think that was an 18. So, you know, although I, I still find it a little bit weird that, you know, watching stuff like, um, you know, walking dead also on AMC, obviously, yeah. um, they're a little bit weird about, um, you know, language. Hmm. So yeah. it's you know you you can have the rotting dead feasting on each other and on living people, but no one says fuck. Which clearly they would they, all the time. Well, I, I would Possibly. be saying it all the time if I was in a in a in, well not vampire, but you know, if I was in a zombie walker world. I mean, you'd either be going fuck 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 or shit 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 shit. Yes, or and a combination a com- of the two. A, a combination with other words sprinkled in. Yeah, because oh, yeah. because there's there's the the dead are trying to eat you and it's bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, based on that trailer, I am actually hoping that um, it isn't one of the Lemonade C things that gets dragged on over to goddamn BT service because that's what still the situation with Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, that's that's why Dave Internet. Yeah. Because it's it's just I I don't I don't care about sport, and BT have invested uh, an absolute fuckton, I believe a metric fuckton, of money into you know sport for their, um, you know you get it free, but we're just increasing our quarterly charges. Funny that. Yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh huh. But yeah, um, so yeah, okay. You'd yeah. be interested in that. That that, that sounds interesting. Uh, I think okay. it's it's also the kind of thing that if they did it like um, a sort of long form book mm. in a sort of chapter by chapter basis, that could really work really well. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, should I go into the next thing? Yes, please. Um, this is a very quick one. 
because it's um, the finale for um, season. F- it's season four, isn't it? Of Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things was end of season four that came out. Yeah, um, it is good, and I'm not going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it it go go and I mean, don't, frankly, who who's not going to have seen? Or you know, be about to see Stranger Things because it's it's one of those event things, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been dodging spoilers so far. I've been having issues getting into the mood to watch it. Is my issue? Like it, it came out kind of near when I kind of ended up becoming ill. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, no. Yeah, it, it wasn't quite the the mood uh, I was looking for in my well, I would say that you know that there are things, and they are stranger. Oh, that's good. And also, I'm I'm happy there will be another season. Mm. Uh, it definitely feels like it's hurtling towards a conclusion. Is it a bit like because obviously Netflix is also notorious for cancelling stuff after the first, second, or third season, and it yeah. does feel like Stranger Things has been given a lot of leniency compared to other shows. Yeah, it's, it's like I I thought the previous season was a little bit thin, mm. but this one seems to be back at full strength. So I'm yeah I'm I'm quite happy it exists. Um, but that that's all I'm going to say about that. Now um, I've also watched uh, Strange New Worlds. So I don't know if um, you know Paramount Plus because in their infinite <sighs> wisdom, yeah. they've decided to delay uh, releasing episodes because their their logic being, well, you know if we. You know, if we make nerds wait, then then you know these nerds will just patiently wait rather than um, observing the rest of the planet. Yeah, watch so like, these episodes. So Paul and I are not up to date with it in the sense that we are relying on the official releases over Paramount Plus in the UK. Yeah, it. Uh, I will. I'll just say, um, yeah, you know, it's it had one or two slight clanger episodes this season, but you know, by no means. I mean, hell's hell's bells. Look at the first season of almost any, you know, season yeah. of any any track, and there will be much worse. Uh, but yeah, I've been relative. I've been quite happy with this season, and it's just I was in nerd heaven with the season finale. Okay. Because I don't have I don't know how far behind the UK is because I'm wondering how far off the we are from that. How many episodes well, is there? I think it's ten episodes. Okay, so I think we had episode six or seven last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, um, I it's it's basically some things circle back round from the oh, did you know that a horrible fate, um, in a um awaits Captain Pike. I I didn't know, not with all the constant references to it. No, no, the no. They've been very subtle with that. Incredibly so. Well, it's 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 kind of a what you know what happens if things try you know if he tries to change things, mm. and it directly refers uh, to an episode of the original series, 
and I was very pleased with what they did with it. Because it's just, yeah, you know, we were watching it. I, I know the original series, like, you know, the back of my hand. Yeah. And um, my, my other half was, uh, well, I kind of remember it. <laughs> but I was saying, ah, you see, what they're doing in here now is because, you know, they, they do this and, you go, oh, see see what they've done. Ah. So it's, you know, it's, it's proper nerd fodder for anyone who's watched the original one, but you do not need to have seen the original episode. That's good. Which I, be- I believe it's called Balance of Terror. The original series episode. But yeah, it's, mm. it's just, um, yeah. It's what if things were slightly changed in Pike's favor? Okay. But yeah, not going to go any, any further into it other than, you know, it's this is an example of why I, you know, I really like this series because they, you know, they, they dive really into the, the sort of nerd lore. So they know exactly what they're doing with it. Um, so on, on to my next one, which is um, a series that I hadn't really heard anything about, but it's another one from AMC. Hmm. So it may end up um, including you know one of their deals, like you know either on BT or in a ball by someone else. But it's a series called yeah. Dirty Black Bag. Dirty Black Bag. Yes. Okay. It is um, a western, uh-huh. and it's it's it feels quite authentic to you know what a western would be. It's it's set in a, a in a, a tiny um, former gold rush town, which you know the gold has you know disappeared. Yeah. So it's it's the people trying to eke out the existence, um, you know, there. The dirty black bag, uh, the tit- you know titular uh, dirty black bag, is one carried by a bounty hunter who enters the town, in which he carries. Um, his his way of collecting bounties, which is to say, severed heads. It it gets to be a very dirty black bag. But it's yeah, there's there's all kinds. Of, first of all, it's amusing how many Brits there are in this. Uh, because uh, one of the main characters is played by um, guy who played preacher. And also, um, young, to, um, young Dark, um, your father. I can't remember his name. Useful, isn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 got it's got several Brits who you know. Even if you just watch British TV, you will recognise. And it's just okay. This this is a little bit weird because they're all putting on American accents, doing very well at it. But there's, you know, there's all all kinds of, um, you know, trajectories which merge by the end of the season. Um, it's very good. Um, I would say see it if you get the opportunity. It 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 is a a western. What's interesting about it is that it the most of the creative team behind it. Are Italian, so it really harks back to this sort of spaghetti western era. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's just like, yeah, this. If all spaghetti westerns were like this, I would be a big spaghetti western fan. 
because I think it you know it did the whole thing very well. But there's there's all kinds of um, old scores to settle, uh, relationships which will catch up, and there's also an overarching. Um, I don't know whether to say what it's it's like a religion or a cult or an organization or something like that, like a brotherhood, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, coming up, which the kind of thing that you can, you can see would organically thrive in the wild West. There's the actual wild West where there is, you know, there's the so little, there's so little rainfall that they, they have to buy it in. They have to buy the water in so it can, you know, fill the trough in the centre of town. And of course, you know, the people who can afford to do that, you know, have um, you know some degree of leverage over the rest of the town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is well worth watching. If you don't, you know, if it doesn't click within the first two or three, you know, episodes, then yeah, I, there's something wrong. <laughs> but it's it just yeah, we, we watched it because it was it just came up. Our mutual friend Dave Internet said, "Hey, you know, hey, what about this?" And we thought, "Well, we, we've not heard about it, so okay, we'll watch it." And it it ended up being, he's like, "Oh yeah, we want, we're really wanting season two. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. I have no idea whether it will turn up on UK TV. It wasn't any, um, last time I looked. I mean, that's like the same with like HBO's Our Flag Means Death, which if you connected to fandom Twitter, it always had so much fawning over it. And it's like, so is somebody going to pick it up? I mean, oh, what we yeah. what we do in the shadows is quite popular. Yeah. You know, so, like, so creative teams, like, uh, we're going to, you know. I've... I've, I've pretty sure i've said about our flag means death on you know previous episodes but yeah it's it's just i found the first episode a slog but you know by the time you're a few episodes in it it really gets into gear and it's just yeah i like this series i mean i suppose what's frustrating is that obviously we've got was it new i think sky are gonna have it but like the new game of thrones prequel series about the house yeah. of dragons about yeah. targaryens yeah. uh and it's like, right, okay, but could we get excited about the uh, pirates, please? Can we have the pirates? Can can we have the pirates? You know, yeah, the you know, big gay pirates. Pretty please. So come on, please. It's like, yeah, good time. Come on, show these things. They're being made. All you have to do is buy the rights to show them. It's that like you don't yeah. have to invest anything. It's already there. Just yeah. show the things. But um, yeah. Uh, with the, by, by the way, was that it? Was that like just one season, or were there like multiple it, seasons? It's 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 so far, it's just one season. Okay. So I'm really hopeful that that you know it will turn up quite shortly. Okay. Uh, um, let, let's see. There are some other things I just want to um, glance over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Umbrella Academy season three. Yeah. Which, of course, um, you know, turned, have you seen any of the other Umbrella Academy? We watched part of the first season, but found it hard to get into. Um, I would say um, my other half found, you know, found the same thing. Mm-hmm. I liked the first season, but it's like, yeah, I will admit it wasn't quite as approachable, as engaging. Um, but yeah, it is worth persevering with. The second season, 
my other half absolutely lo- you know loved that you know season <laughs> and then of course um the third season comes along and yeah it's been slightly overshadowed by um yeah the the changing character required for Elliot Page yeah because there have been arseholes who have been you know dead naming Elliot Page and first of all just, you know Elliot Page is fine leave him the fuck alone yeah 100%. and yeah and and it's just you know the the way the character because first of all it, it was um you know they said that you know however um, you know, the writer and creative team of, you know, Umbrella Academy choose to, you know, approach it, they would be fine with. But um, the creative team just decided it's a, well, um, Vanya decides to be, you know, well, you know, has an epiphany, you know, early on in the season yeah. and uh, wants to be Victor. And that's it. It's this. It, it's not a huge turning point. It's not a big issue. No one has, you know, massive, you know, furious rants about it. It's not. A, it's not a huge plot point. No one's nasty about it in it, and it's just, it's just something that happens, and that's exactly what it fucking should be. Good. As as for the story arc, um. Yeah, I really like the story for it. Um, they find the Umbrella Academy finds themselves um, in a sort of an alternate hmm. world where they are not the heroes. It turns out that because they um, encountered Victor Hargreaves, their adopted father, because you know the whole thing with the Umbrella Academy was that there were um, you know children who were mysteriously born. Yes, you know, I, I um, understood that part. Yeah, with, with, you know, with and they had superpowers, but they were, um, you know, Victor Hargreaves and ex- an eccentric goes around and sort of, uh, you know, buys slash adopts all the, you know, all the children so he can raise them in his academy, and that's the self-titled uh, Umbrella Academy. So, um, yeah, they find themselves um, in their family home, but there's a completely different family with completely different powers there. Wow. And they they have a, a bit of an argument, to put it lightly, and yeah. they tend not to get on for the whole season. But it turns out that um, their very presence is creating an anomaly which could destroy the universe. So they have to kind of, um, you know, come up with a plan to stop it happening. And there's even the argument of, should we bother? Because every time we try and solve, you know, save the world, it makes things worse. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that whole thing. And um, it's, again, it's done really well. And one, once again, I bloody, I bloody love Five. Who's the? Um, he's supposed to be like an old man trapped in a teenage boy. Yeah. And yeah, I, I like his arc. I like his character. I like the way he just you know approaches it, and he's just absolutely superb. He, you know, he's absolutely you know turn perfect of just you know an old guy who's passed all this bullshit that's going on. Except, of course, he's. I think he's. I think the actor's only about seventeen, eighteen now. Yeah. And it's just he he pulls it off so well. So yeah, I I I really like the season. 
and of course it, it, it ends in a, a logical place, well, within the realms of the Umbrella Academy logic, mm. <laughs> which is to say weird. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next season already. Why isn't there a season four? God damn you. Um, we, we watched the Netflix uh, Resident Evil series, which dropped. Okay, so that is on my to watch list because the guy or the main lead behind that is um, what someone used to work on Supernatural. Yes, um, he's good. He gets an opportunity to uh, stretch his legs a little bit more. Sweet. Than he, ha- he has done in some other series because he was in uh, Fringe as well, wasn't he? Okay, so. But um, yeah, he, he he gets to um, you know flex a little bit more than he you know has done in another series I've watched him in, so that was good. Um, and I've seen people criticise it for stupid plot points and stupid dialogue and you know stupid ideas. To which I say it's resident fucking evil. Yeah, have they not seen the giant um, like undead vampire lady from like the latest game? Yeah, who's it's, like impossibly tall with the biggest tits? Like, yeah, it's 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 just and, and lots of people like that. <laughs> yeah, they want to be stepped on her, but by her, um, like as we've discussed in previous episodes, uh, like and and you're like bringing up the like what the the plot points or the campness of potential TV shows. Like that sounds to me like it's in the spirit of the games. Yeah, it's it's just to to be honest, there are certain things that are you know dragged along. And there are certain, you know, little references they make. They they do make some references because um, I, I believe at one point someone says something about being the master of unlocking, mm. um, which it's I, I appreciate that, and also I I recognise that reference. I understand that reference, um, but it's it's like yeah, it's it's like big, dumb, post-apocalyptic bollocks, mm. but it. As you know, with Resident Evil, it, it's complete cobblers, but it has its own lo- internal logic. Good, good. So, yeah, I, I was quite happy with that. Where you know, I've seen some people really slacking it off, but it's like, it's Resident Evil. I went in there knowing it was going to be dumb. Like, I, I mean, okay, so my, my question is, ignoring the first Resident Evil film by Paul W. Sanderson... Mm. Which, which I thought was all right. Or the second one, which is also pretty reasonable, but then the subsequent sequels, if you've seen them, how, we, we, we much, more ins- how much more insane than the subsequent sequels is the TV series? Have, have, In- you, have you seen the CG uh, series? I've seen... I haven't seen the series. I've seen a cu- the uh, two films that they've done, yeah. at least... Um, over the years, yeah, we, we've yeah we we've seen this all them all because for some reason and it wasn't planned, but we just sort of because they were all there, we fell into watching them. <laughs> see, see, but you binged a load of Resident Evil. Yeah, we we accidentally Resident Evil. Um, and it's like, yeah, this is this is quite markedly better than several of them. Okay, well then, oh, then... oh including what was it, Raccoon City, which was the most recent live action film. Mm. Oh, that that was quite bad. I mean, oh, if, Lord, if, it's, bad. if it's if it's better than those, if it's better than the later Anderson films, and if it's also better than the sixth Resident Evil game, <laughs> I don't think do, people know the board. Do, if do they're you know complaining about it, 
I thought you liked that one. I thought that was your favourite. I thought you loved it. I, mean, I don't know historically now which episodes of this freaking podcast have me and Paul discussing how much we hate that fucking game. But in case you're newer to this podcast and you didn't know that or you've forgotten, Paul and I hate that fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I, you know, from the perspective of someone who's I played a bits of most of the games and most of some of the early ones um and i've watched all the uh you know the movies then it's like yeah this is better than most of the movies good it 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 it's still really on one or two things but it's like you expect that yeah yeah it's it's just kind of, it's it's kind of, it's it's one of the it's part of the price of the ticket um and it's still, you know, my last one my, is, um, it's still ongoing, and, um, th- yeah, this is one where it's like, mm, still, okay. which is um, Orville New Horizons, where it's, um, I've said before that I, you know, I reasonably like the Orville, but there's too much dumb humor that doesn't seem to chime with you know, the series that much. Mm. Um, and to me, it, it feels like they have been able to tone down the dumb humour. And because they're on a streaming service, you've got some episodes that are nearly 90 minutes long. Oh, wow. And it's it's like, I have been seriously impressed with this season. It's just... Because for a start, there's a time travel. Um, you know, stop. You know, stop me if this sounds familiar. There's a time travel episode where um, they go back to Earth's near future, <laughs> and they do it a lot better than Picard season two. Oh, good. Um, to to the degree that it's. Even though it's, yeah, there are, you know, things that do not have a lasting, you know, consequence, there are issues raised with if you're trapped, you know, if someone is trapped in the past for 10 years and they make a life for themselves. Yeah. What, you know, would it be right if they're happy with that life to remove them forcibly? If, you know, if they have a happy, you know, if if they're happy where they are, they have a family. But the, um, you know, the law says that you can't leave someone from the future in the past. And it's just, I, I have to. Uh, there are several of these episodes where I feel like, um, well, first of all, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Um, seems to take more of a writer and director seat in this season than he does as you know as actor he's you know he's still a central character in you know several of the episodes hmm. but there are ones where um you know kelly the first officer um gets almost entirely to herself and there's more expl- um exploration of isaac there's more exploration of um you know some of the the side characters I mm. I forget his name, but the ginger guy, the helmsman. 
I can visualize him. Yeah, you know exactly who I mean, yeah. but I can't. Yeah, I can't remember the character name. He's the one who's stranded in the past. Okay. And he, yeah, it's it's like, okay, you you can act capital A. You know, there's stuff going on there, which is like, you know, you're, you're giving you're giving the characters and you're giving the actors, uh, you know, space. And it's just, yeah, I've been genuinely quite impressed with this season in, in to the degree that, you know, all those people who were, oh, oh the new tricks are bloody awful, it's SGW rubbish and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, they're probably quite annoyed with this season. Because... Um, they're not shying away from the allegories. And they, they do make repeated callbacks to uh, previous ones, like, for example, um, uh, Bortus's child, um, you know, the, the species that they have on board where they're all male. And they had, um, I think it was a first season episode, possibly second season. I'm, I'm not entirely sure because there's Might been be the years between. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a whole thing with um, the child was born female, which is yeah. seen as, as an aberration on uh, Mokulun you know, world. And um, that, that child has grown up a little bit and is confused about what they're, you know, what they're thinking about themselves. So basically, you have a, a nearly ninety-minute um, trans allegory, which is one of the best handled allegories of the topic I have seen, and it's just I do not expect this from Seth MacFarlane series. So it's well, considering, just I, consider, considering what Family Guy has been like, which obviously he really does not have that much day-to-day involvement in anymore. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's just I you know I have to you know I have to take my hat off to the guy because at first when I found out that it's a, it was a big next generation fan he's like uh huh and then he you know he wanted to do the old I'm like well okay I'll watch it because it's sci fi and I am a nerd but I'm you know I'm still going to be mm. and then it's like yeah the more he seems to have got into it the more it seems to have become a next generation rip off hmm. and I do mean that in a good way. Because it's coming up with sci- you know these um, you know sci-fi tropes and sci-fi are, are, you know, ideas, and it's exploring them, and it's been and they're giving them um, the length of time that each one needs. So, for example, it's a, I think one of the episodes was fifty-five minutes. Okay. Uh, um, the uh, trans allegory episode about uh, you know Bortus's um, you know child um, is you know it's close to ninety minutes. Um, we, we just watched one about um, uh, the Kalon, which is the uh, synthetic species that um, Isaac you know, belongs to, mm. where you've had more explanation of why they hate organics. And it's just, okay, it makes, it makes sense. Uh, you know, if I was synthetic and I'd gone through that, it's like, yes. So yeah, I'm 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 kind of waiting to see if you know some of the Orville fans who are about you know um, new track are still going to be saying the same things about you know about <laughs> it or, or, or whether they manage to you know because it's about aliens they manage to completely you know miss the point. Well, I is, mean, 
I mean, a lot of Trek fans who were supposedly fans have been oblivious for years, so... Yeah, it's it's just Jesus Christ. Unless unless you have Gene Roddenberry's jumping in front of the camera and saying, these people are capitalists. Capitalism is bad. Then, you know, people are going to be going, I don't get this. It's just, you know... Yeah, people. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. like, in, in general, um, yeah, we, we've seen up to episode seven of Orville, and um, I've been, yeah, I, I I was cautiously, it's like, yes, I think that they were doing good things with season two, but when it comes to New Horizons, because it's, you know, it, well, it was on Fox, it's now on Hulu. I've seen a few things with, you know, Renew Orville, which is like, please, seriously, Renew Orville, because this is good shit. And it's a yeah, it's the sort of old, you know, older style, but I really like what they've been doing with the episode lengths. Mm. So it's just yeah, more of this, please. <laughs> and and also, even even though they've had some of the dumb humor back, yeah, it makes sense in the way they're doing it. So it's still it's a yeah, this is dumb humor, but it's the kind of thing that would come up. So, cool. um, especially in episode seven. Uh, I'll just I'll just say that. Okay. But um, it's like yeah, it's it's just I yeah, I've I've been very pleasantly surprised, and it's nice when that happens. So yeah, that's that's what we've been watching in the I don't know about three years since we did last did a podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what have I been up to or watching? Um. So. Before I fell ill, uh, I did manage to see uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh yes, we, we we've yet to see that, but yeah. The non-spoilery review is that it's not as good as Ragnarok. Mm. Um, it's still better than Dark World. Um, I still, I, I still enjoyed it more than various, you know, Marvel films uh, like. I like it more than Ultron. I like it more than Civil War. Like, I mean, um, good because to me those are. Yeah. I've watched them and they were fine while they were on, but it, they were yeah. purely entertainment bubblegum. Like I would say though that it doesn't technically it doesn't hold a candle though to what we got with um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um. Oh. Yeah, which I would say is much, much better. Um, so yeah, like it was enjoyable, but um, they just they like the criticism about them playing for Drake's too much. It, it really did happen with this one. It's just like, come on, please, just actual story rather than Jake's, please. But apparently, there's also this issue, and it did feel like it that a load of the film did end up on the covering floor, so. <laughs> That doesn't help. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh no, he's got to keep you yeah, Taki. He's got to keep it under two hours, and it's like, for sake. It's like we're, you know, we're big boys and girls. We can cope with a longer film. I mean, it's like I'm getting really confused at this point because usually you have a reasonable idea from like a script, like how fucking long a film's going to be when you make it. Reasonable idea, give or take, you know, maybe fifteen or twenty minutes or something. Yeah. But. It's just the fact that this keeps happening with like Marvel films, um, whether they're ones that are done at Marvel and Disney or ones where you've obviously got like Sony's got rights to shit. 
because it did feel like, for instance, that the second Venom film and bits of Morbius, like there was just massive, just stuff cutting room floor everywhere. Yeah, I've, I've, I've yet to see Morbius because I don't care. Yeah, it is shit. Now, it, the, the the only thing that you know with you saying about you know normally within you know a certain amount of time you can feel yeah. how long a film is going to be um the only time that i think you know i've been sort of successfully tricked and i felt it was on purpose with that was mm. um spider-man um is it far from home second or is one. it it the second one yeah far from yeah. home second one. which i yeah it, it kind of felt like it had a full arc yeah, so here's um, the thing. The thing about the feeling you get with a film as to whether or not it's going to be long or short, um, and it's a theory that I've had for a while, and maybe somebody's actually articulated this better somewhere, mm. is that if a film has a classic three-act structure, it, regardless of how long it is, mm. like it'll either with stay within its welcome or overstay its welcome, but if a film's got a five-act structure, you get tricked for a while, and there's a chance that it won't overstay its welcome, and it's usually a longer film. Yeah, that that would be the Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, should we um, avoid spoiling a film from several years ago? Um, for that particular one, let me say spoilers for Far From Home are acceptable. I would say last year's film would be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, that that would be fair. But um, it's like, yes, um, I thought Far From Home did it quite well. And it, you know, the only thing that caught me out was my own um, you know, issue with the I have to check to see you know what time it is, you know, or you know how long this has got left. Was it? Hang on, wait. It hasn't been on that long, you know, long enough, you know, for you to yeah. feel, you know, you've you've seen enough. But it's like, yeah, so hang on, wait, you tricksy bastards. <laughs> um. So yeah, so Thor: Love and Thunder. It's not the worst Marvel film out there. It's also not the best. It, it it's enjoyable. Um, it, it has. I mean, I would have cut down certain elements at the start of the film. In order to perhaps put in more plot relevant stuff and character development, maybe later on. But here we are. Yeah, I I, I get a feeling that I have been spoiled mm. on a major thing that happens, which I'm not going to share or say. Mm. But it's it's just can people take a little bit more care when you're just casually talking about something which has only been open for a few days in the cinemas? Yeah. Same with TV shows, really, as well, mm. even if it's streaming. Um, so other than that, so then whilst I was ill, I didn't feel like doing much because I was, I was ill enough to be signed off work. So, like, like ill enough to be signed off for them with the initial chest infection I had, and then because of antibiotics versus pregnancy is not the best of things, and I had to mm-hmm. take ones I was a bit allergic to because of the pregnancy, uh, I had to then spend last week recovering from antibiotics. So, yeah. Yay. So um yeah. Uh I didn't feel like I was up to much. Uh so I spent a god awful amount of time. Uh and I still haven't finished it, but I'm still and I'm still watching it. I watched I've been watching the US version of The Office. So oh, yeah. 
so like more than four or five years ago now, Paul and I did start watching it on Netflix. And we never got to the end. I think we only got to maybe the first three seasons in. Yeah. Um, and now I'm on season four or five, I want to say. I can't tell without going looking at my Netflix. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, it is... I will never watch uh, the UK version. It's just not happening. Um, but I'm happy enough to watch the US version. Was it at- I I saw the UK version, not as it was broadcast, but close enough to not yet hate half the people in it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I can imagine that. Me, for me, it's more that I even back then I, I didn't like certain personalities behind that. So and that was before there was all the other reasons to not be that keen. Um, so yeah. so. So I've been watching the first US and it is interesting as someone who works in a business to business setting and enterprises selling to other enterprises saying and has done for years. It is interesting uh, watching them tackle the, uh, you know, the, the march of digitalization uh and uh the kind of like war as to whether or not the salesperson is as important as they used to be because of the rise of the internet and stuff it's like from that kind of weird kind of perspective it's actually pretty cool and yeah Um, you you just go "Hmm." (laughs) like like it's like it like it's like it's an historical artifact or something with this sort of thing um and then meanwhile, like the humour to me hits a lot more. There are some bits where it's like the humour's a little bit close to not translating well to today. Um, I mean, to be fair, because um, I tried watching Parks and Rec again, was it early this year or late last year? Um, and even Parks and Rec has the same problem. So I think the only one that might not quite have that same problem is 30 Rock. Um, but 30 Rock is the only one I have not seen. We watched Paul and I watched a good bit of it back in the day, nearer to when it was originally coming out. Um, we need to finish watching it. Yeah. Um, but I found it quite enjoyable. But anyway, so Office US was at, was a comfort show whilst I was really ill, and I'm still trying to finish watching it. Um, and then, oh look at that! I ended up playing the uh, Skyrim Anniversary Edition because, of course, if I'm ill, Goodness. I'm going to play a game that I've spent hundreds of hours on before because I know what the fuck is going on. Um, and have so, you yeah, played Skyrim before? Uh, you know, just walk into like this barrow completely blind, and you know, I'll know where the Drieger are. So, oh, just, you're awake. I, I can sense them, you know, preternatural yeah. level now from outside the video game itself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it was kind of like, okay, this is cool. So I decided to, I, I'm playing a Kajit for the first time since Morrowind. Yay! Um, kind of a sneaky type, but with some magic specialization in alteration and illusion. Um, so able to either paralyze people or like evade them via magic. Woo! Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and obviously, I've done Thieves Guild. 
and it took a while to get through that. Now the thing is, because I'm playing the Anniversary Edition and I decided to enable survival mode, there is no fast travel. So, okay. you either have to obviously walk, ride a horse or get a carriage to go anywhere. Oh yeah. So this can get interesting. Um, and this means that you certainly complete quests slower and you really start to think strategically about what the fuck you're doing and where's your home base going to be. Now, I encountered some interesting bugs that have yet to be fixed in 10 years of Skyrim. Um, I, I, do, I do kind of feel like for, for each and every quest line that they designed for that game, whether it was like a main quest line or a miscellaneous one, because I had bugs coming out of stuff that wasn't in like the additional content that was based off of, was it mods that were done in the um, creator? Yeah. Whatever that thing was. Um, they should just basically just search each quest and each point in that quest and be like, is this like broken or this is bugged? And they could have probably debugged the game just from information from like random Reddit posts and game fact posts over the years. Mm. Uh, or like a wiki uh, post. It's just like, oh God. So I found out there was a hearth, a bug that was introduced with hearth fire, which is the one where you can build your own place and like have a family. Yeah. Um, where basically if you try to buy and then outfit for your family fully the uh, home that you can buy in Solitude, which is like meant to be like, you know, it's the nicest pre-built home. Yeah, yeah, another one. The, there is no cooking pot in the kitchen. There is just the thing it hangs from. There's no pot on it, though. Um, the stuff doesn't actually get properly decorated if you buy all the stuff. Yeah, this this is actually sounding quite and, familiar. And the children's room isn't available, and I had adopted kids, and it was just like, for fuck's sake. So basically, the reason why Solitude, I became really invested in it, and I'm now, when I do go back to playing it, I'm now trying to seek alternative arrangements in Markarth. Yeah. Is because I had moved, because I was in Thieves Girl, you know, I moved my family to Rifton. I bought the house in Rifton. And then one time when I came back from dealing with either thievery things or dragons or something, I came in and my kids were saying, you know, like, mummy, it's like scary. The city's scary, basically. Like, I had virtual kids pulling on my fucking heartstrings. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't deal with it, man. So in the end, as a temporary measure, I moved the whole family all the way back to frickin' Whiterun. Because I was just like, no. That's it, that's it, we're all going home. Yeah. Um, but that, the white room move, was only after I found out that um, trying to do, obviously, like, you know, saving before buying and stuff and outfitting it, that solitude didn't work. Now, if you're playing in survival mode, it is really freaking important to be able to cook food. Like, you need to be able to cook food. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, hardly anywhere in Solitude has a cooking pot. Oh, the... So the only cooking pot I was able to find once I became desperate at one point when I wasn't buying a house was in the temple, in the living quarters for the priests. Right. But hardly any of the properties in Solitude have an actual cooking pot. They've got maybe like a pot beside a fire or something, like sat on the side. But it's not a pot you can actually use to cook. You can use it as a storage device, as it almost Yeah, it, it is a vital difference at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so I've basically I gave up on that idea. I you know sort of like did a thread on Twitter being like for fuck's sake about this, and then a friend of mine who I who lives locally to me um, basically suggested, hey, Markov should be all right for the kids. So, but then that means obviously I now have to work through quest lines <laughs> in Markov yeah. to get them into my property. And it's just like, oh, for God's sake. And, of course, that included doing that freaking Forsworn freaking mission, which is not the nicest of ones anyway. And you basically unleash, like, the, the king of the Forsworn. And I get there's, like, a whole kind of, like, colonization-type storyline or something going on with that. But at the same time, the Forsworn are not particularly nice either. And neither's, like, the, the leadership of the city. But anyway, like it's, it's, it's just both, both bad as each other. But yeah. we're going to meet to Markov at some point. At some point. So that was me playing Skyrim Anniversary Edition to pass the time for about a week. And then I basically cracked about the, uh, about the sort of after the first week. I was just like, nah, can't do much more. Managed to play like uh, until I actually moved on to another RPG. And I played a couple of hours of it. So I did like the opening sort of like trainee mission. Uh, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. Have you played that one before? No. Hmm. Um, I managed to get it incredibly cheap. And so. I, I, I wonder why. Hmm. Especially on a PS5. Uh, and oh. so I, uh, I was given it a go. Um, it is. Because my only other like CD project game I can compare it to mm. is the Third Witcher game, um, which I'm only playing on Switch, um, and I am finding at least the control system a lot easier to navigate and remember. Because yeah. the Witcher systems got really ridiculous. Basically, there's, there's been a lot of work with patches and um, hub. And yeah. swapping things around in Cyberpunk, which I've not—I haven't played myself because I knew it was in such a state when it came out in the yeah. first place. But yeah, I would—I would say it's in a playable state now. Um, basically, I'm trying to do a low kill, like a uh, sort of playthrough, like I did with um, oh, what was the first like new Deus Ex game called again? Was that Human Revolution or was it called something else? Oh, now, now you've asked me because I've got both on um, Expo, but I've only played the first whichever one. Whichever was the newer, you know, whichever was the first of the newer games, when I played that, aside from obviously because that was one of the main criticisms of that game, was that you couldn't go stealthy with the boss battles. Yeah. Um, I am trying to do, you know, like a, a high stuff game, a low kill game. Um, I, I think it might be Mankind Divided. Man Mankind Divided? No, I, I, think Human I think Human Revolution is the first one. I can't Google easily at the moment to find this information out. Retroid. Um, the, there's man, Mankind Divided was the first one, and then there's Human... Okay. Um, no, no, I've got that wrong. <laughs> I think. Is it Human Revolution first? Other new ones. I'm, I'm trying to find a... Because um, there's, of course, there's the... <laughs> No, I'm I'm googling and there's um it's it's coming up with the original ones which 
Yeah, know, I'm not yeah. part of it. Um, oh, bollocks in hell. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look up which which one came out on 360, and then um, yeah, yeah, that'll probably give you the answer because that's what I played. Um, it, it, it was Human Revolution. That was the okay, first cool. of the new ones, and then it was Mankind Divided, which was the one after that. Yeah. So I've been trying to play a uh, stealthy version of uh, Cyberpunk. Um, yeah. I've started off as a uh, sort of street uh, kid um, and I'm like a hacky, stealthy person from that background. I've got cool hair and tattoos. Excellent. So, actually, to be fair, aside from the dye job, her hair is actually the exact same as mine if I straighten it. Okay. Because it's it's undercut with the hair flipped over to, to, to one side. Yeah. Um, I basically get a similar look um, if I just straighten my hair rather than kind of do like something that makes me look like I've been to the beach recently. <laughs> so so what, anyway. what I'm hearing is that you just need more cybernetics. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, so Cyberpunk 2077 has been pretty cool. Um, and I watched just because my parents and bro- one of my brothers have been going on about it for ages. I watched the first three episodes of Yellowstone via Paramount Plus. Okay, and what's that? It's about a ranching family living in Montana who own a fuck ton of land, um, heavily involved in local politics and actually statewide politics as well. Mm. Um, and it is like a mix between. I'm going to say Dynasty, it's kind of like Dynasty meets Longmire via the way of Sons of Anarchy. Not necessarily because because of the outlaw element, but because of the amount of killing and tits that are going on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And sex, basically. Yes. Um, and that's just the first three episodes. Okay. <laughs> and there's like three or four seasons or something like that, maybe five. Um, it's got um, oh, uh, who was the who was the Batman in the Tim Burton Batman's Birdman? Is that Kevin Costner? No, um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, sorry, Michael Keaton. I'm going to double check myself now. I think Michael Keaton plays like the main patriarch. I'm going to check that. It would kind of make sense because he's had a bit of a uh, comeback recently, hasn't he? Yes, yes, it is Michael Keaton. So Michael Keaton uh, plays the uh, uh, main patriarch of the fa- of this like ranching family. It's like it's his ranch. Um, um, and you've got like a nearby uh, uh, Native American reservation. Um, obviously, like conflict with law enforcement and shit, and it's just like I haven't. I don't know if there's actually any good guys yet in this show. I don't think there's going to be any, if many. Fair enough. Basically, um, so yeah, so that that's been me, basically. Um, Full love and thunder. Eh. The office US, yes, please. 
Um, Scary Anniversary Edition, leaving me wondering why or what. Because like, the, the whole thing with the house was just one bug. I've encountered other bugs whilst I've been playing. Oh, do you know what? I've just remembered the other ridiculous bug I encountered, which was doing Thieves Guild. So, go, obviously, Thieves Guild, you've got the quest line, and it involves you obviously becoming um, a Nightingale. Well, to, in order to, when that whole initiation thing happened in this cave outside of freaking Riften, could I get the random woman who's turned up after years of, um, like, hiding because the guy that became the leader of the Thieves Guild after killing the previous leader um, basically was, like, uh, this, uh, being an ass, well, being a murderous ass, actually. Um, she had to go and activate a thing after some dialogue. Oh, God. She, when that happens in these games, it's like, ah. Uh... She wouldn't go and activate the thing. She would start trying to leave the sanctum. So I had to do a combination. It took me over an hour because there was no coming back from this save because the, the bug was just innate for some reason. And I'm pretty sure I've done this quest line once before and not had this issue, but apparently the... The end of, oh, there's other. There were, I know another bug. I'll describe for the anniversary edition in a second. But, but I had to first rodar her and then constantly like push against her to go towards this bit of the cave where she could activate a pulley to open up the gate to the next area because I couldn't do it. <laughs> first rodar and then basically bumping up against her for at least half an hour. It took me an hour altogether because like half an hour trying to figure out what the fuck do I do, searching online, blah, 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 and most of the solutions being like, oh, yeah, just go into the freaking command console and type in some bullshit. And it's like, great, I'm playing on a fucking PS5, guys. Like, just yeah. for God's sake. So that, that if you encounter that particular bug during the Nightingale part still of the Thieves Guild on a console, all you can do is... First Rodar and keep bumping yourself up against her until she goes until you get her to go towards this switch. Yeah, and then go, oh wait, hang on, this is a tempting switch. It's like yes. Do yes. the thing. Do the thing. Um so that was like that was that was one ridiculous bug that I encountered. And then another ridiculous bug. I've had a higher incident and well never seen before for me incident of uh, NPCs, including named NPCs, so guards, soldiers, and named NPCs, yeah. randomly dying in <sighs> cities. Now, I looked briefly into it, and I have to agree with the assessment, and it looks suspiciously like, and it wasn't because of vampire attacks or something, even though I started doing Dawngod quests, so it looks like um, sometimes the game will load characters higher than they should be of course the game has physics with falling oh yeah i've only had that happen occasionally where it, it there was just once i was walking along and suddenly a mammoth fell from the sky oh my god so i've had three npcs one soldier from the legion one guard and uh one named i think it might have been nazim in white run Mm. killed in this method so yeah so skyrim anniversary edition is still a buggy mess that has not been improved in the 10 years i know it would take a lot of q a but i just wish they'd even consider it you know i mean i i i've heard a few things about weird shit that 
you know, they've encountered, like I, I described before about the um, the bug earlier on in development, where they had the you know the carriage ride, and it it was very difficult to repeat, and it would you know the carriage would just suddenly like you know rocket off into the oh sky. My god. Oh my god! And it turned out. That because it's you know it's open world because you know yeah. you just they have random shit happening, um, and they have to have you know certain conditions whether some things are destructible or you know some things are immovable and also you know what to happen you know what you know what to do when certain things happen so you have you know two indestructible things um, you know, in the same space, and in yeah. this occasion what would happen is a and it took them ages to work this out, but very occasionally a bee would wander in front of the carriage, and because of the priorities that they had in the engine at the time, the engine, you know, took a look, you know, a look, and it's like, well, this is not supposed to be destructible, and neither is this, so therefore it, it, it just flung them away from each other, so they didn't occupy the same space in the engine. Wow. Uh, so anyway. uh, it, it would be a super strong B that um, first rode out your, your carriage at the start of the game. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, so yeah, that 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 has been me for the since uh, the last episode. Really, is uh, I spent a good chunk of time ill um, and being pregnant and dealing with ten-year-old game bugs or newer bugs that have been introduced. <laughs> Potentially because of the anniversary edition add-ons, who knows? The Hairfire one, Solitude, is like was introduced in Hairfire, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, have some new, have some new bugs because uh, Bethesda games. Yeah, basically, as far as I can tell, you don't get the bug if you don't have Hairfire activated. But then the whole point of me trying to have that house was for my family, so. Yeah. yeah. Helpful. Um, oh, and then at least what well, there was like a plantation you could get, like a farm. Yes. If you solved a murder mystery or a death mystery of a family that previously owned it, and you get the farm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, it's one of the things that's been, you know, it's like a mod creation. And uh, its containers reset. After I know X amount of time in game, and I discovered this much to my chagrin when I lost a whole load of vital food supplies. <sighs> Thankfully, not like non-food items. But at that point, I was like, right, I'm going to go buy the house and white run because I managed to get this for free. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to come back here because the game, the, the whole area, of this like it's on the way to Vorikstead. Um, it resets, um, and that also includes all the food items in the house so you yeah. could be like oh I'll, I'll just get all the butter and flour and garlic and whatever that's like in the house and potatoes yeah. just resets every so often and I just go there now just to collect money from the people running it give me more money it's actually a good way so, to accumulate it's a really good way to accumulate money for low cost um, yeah, like, I, I, it's like over a thousand a day or something I'm just thinking, um, I built a house, but um, I think what happened was um, I did that with a mod. So mm. it was before, you know, the Hearthfire expansion yeah. was, you know, was available. And it, it was a really nice little sort of, uh, you know, like fishing hut. Yeah. 
but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have not trusted any more of the location-based fan creations in that game. I've done some of the quest lines, but not the fan mod creations because they just can't be trusted. Basically. There, is, there is too much glitchy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that is all we've got time for this episode. I would say it probably is. So um, it is good night from... It's good night from me, Paul Wood. I'm uh, Retroid on Eurogamer.net and Super Retroid on Twitter. It's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at EMKingMA. Um, and uh, basically, you can find notes for this episode over at www.nerdassemble.co.uk. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Podcast. We're also um, Facebook as an Assemble Podcast. Um, we are currently because uh, August is coming up scarily mm. um, and it, actually that's our 10th birthday that month Which so is like, oh, we're, God. we're currently plotting a bit of an episode where we managed to get all the pulls back so fingers crossed everyone and then we will combine into Gigapol and lead a campaign of destruction yes which to be fair this country needs so that's absolutely fine yeah, it's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, if you don't hear from us before then, hopefully then that would be what the next episode is if we don't manage to record one uh, in yeah. the next few weeks. It's but yes. Stuff. Yeah, episode 300, but it's our anniversary in August, our 10th birthday. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening and good night. And we can only apologise. Yeah, that's all we can ever do, really. Go watch Star Wars The Bad Batch. I'm too busy watching Star Trek and all the Marvel stuff. Fair enough, watch after them. <laughs> I just felt bad I hadn't mentioned it. True, there's been no new episodes, but that's, that's no reason for me not to mention it. Okay, okay. <laughs>